This is episode number 28 of the Let's Talk Retouching podcast. Follow along when we talk with industry leaders and professional retouchers about all things post-production and retouching. The podcast is brought to you by our retouching studio, BoutiqueRetouching.com and LearnPostProduction.com. If you are not yet subscribed to the podcast, I would like to urge you to do so now in your favorite podcasting app. My name is Daniel, I am your host for this show and let's jump right into today's topic, shall we? Okay, so it is early November and actually dark and rainy outside. I've been absent from the podcast for a while now and many of you have been asking for the podcast to be continued. So I owe you kind of an apology, but that's just sometimes how it is. And yes, the podcast will be continued. And actually, I have a bunch of interviews pre-recorded waiting for me to edit them. I'm also working on a few business-related podcasts and blog topics that are in the process of being written as I speak to you here. And I'm excited about getting them out eventually, hoping you are patient enough for me to release that content. So this podcast is going to be a solo episode as I'm using my Friday night to reflect on a few things that happened over the past few weeks. And actually, I think it is good practice to make this a regular habit and maybe it is for your life too. So I am reflecting on interactions I had, what could have been done differently, either in how I reacted in a certain situation or if I now, looking back, might want to reconsider the point of view that I had in a particular situation. And to be honest with you, there have been plenty of situations over the past few years and in my current past that made me think or rethink my approach to interactions with people or situations I had been facing. So taking a step back now and dealing with these circumstances seemed the right thing to do for me. And now to a later point, I can confirm for them to be right decisions. I mean, sure, some projects suffered from my absence, but I really have not been taking a break in general from working. Just my focus has shifted a little. So it might have seen like I was absent, but actually behind curtains, there's often a lot going on that nobody noticed. A lot of groundwork for future projects have been laid while I had to make decisions to let go of some ideas that I had and to decide what to focus on from now on. As I said before, the podcast is going to be continued, but it might not be possible for me to follow a regular weekly schedule as I intended to initially. Um, my schedule at the moment is just too unpredictable and I hope you guys understand that. So it just means you have to wait a little longer here and there for a new episode to come out. But it will come out eventually. So as of taking a break, I know there's a lot of pressure in the industry to be present on social media all the time. But guys, don't feel super pressured by that. You guys must do what is the right thing for you. And it also is up to you what that is. And often it is not the same what works for others, which is leading us to today's topic, asking yourself the 
right and the important questions. Whether you are going through difficult times and down and low self-esteem or you are facing huge challenges, we either have questions put on us externally or we must ask ourselves the right questions for us to make progress. We all go through such phases in life and in business as well. So in this podcast, I will more or less randomly go through a bunch of such existential questions, hopefully encouraging you guys to change your way of thinking and for you to recognize we all have these doubts. We all are dealing with external pressure and we all are having a hard time to make unpopular decisions, even if we should make these decisions. So sometimes it just needs a little push and some dedication, which starts by losing fear of trying instead of running away. So that's the idea behind this podcast episode is give you some questions and some ways to approach these questions, not to solve these problems for you, because you have to come up with your own solutions. Before we enter this topic, though, there are thousands of possible questions why you should or should not do something, and they are not all alike. So I want to focus on questions that either get imposed upon us or which we have internalized over time. I want to talk about questions and doubts we carry within ourselves all the time which influence our small and big decisions that should be made. The questions that keep us from reaching our goals and living a fulfilled life and having a striving business. So some of these questions come as interventions from the outside world and we can immediately label these as such and others come in disguise, building up to becoming habits and thought patterns that keep us from reaching our full potential in life and business. So I know these topics are often hard to deal with by many people and therefore I decided to uh, put these type of questions into this episode and that's what we are going to focus on because too many times such battles are fought internally rarely do we consult others opinions or speak about our small and big struggles but why are we not doing it i ask myself many times why not push motivational content like this uh, more often as i myself have questions and struggles to deal with as everyone else does and I am afraid to be judged for many of these struggles that I have and I do not dare to talk about publicly. I am afraid not to be taken seriously for what I do, for what I have achieved. So why not talk about all these questions and share my thoughts and struggles, questions, struggles that I have. And I assume many of you have these as well, because I think why not? There's nothing to lose for anyone sharing all of these experiences thoughts struggles um i guess there is not so from my point of view all there is is to gain from it so for me to sit down and think about them and come up with solutions for myself and for other people who might be struggling 
um, they can gain from it too. So that's what I'm hoping for. So let's jump into the topics here and let's start with talking about why questions in general and why asking why questions can be the solution to silencing your doubtful inner voice. We all have these voices in our heads telling us what we can do and what we cannot do. Sometimes the negative voices can take over and really keep us from even trying what we are afraid of. So asking these why questions can be the solution to silencing these inner voices telling us we can't. And from my experience to every answer to these why questions, there is an equally good response stating why you can or should do something or at least the response you give to such questions can lead you to what exactly you can improve on to overcome your doubts. So let's discover these together. It is by nature for essential questions to be why questions. So don't be surprised to find me discuss many of these in this episode. Uh, let's start with being your own boss or why you cannot be your own boss. Some of you listeners are doing retouching or other creative work on the side. Some of you are currently studying. I know that for a fact. Either way, you will have to ask yourself the question whether you want to do this full time or not. And if you want to do retouching full time, you have to make the decision whether you want to be employed in an agency or if you wish to become your own boss uh, doing freelance work or starting your own agency. Some might straight away say, sure, I want to work only for myself, but many will struggle with the idea for various reasons, either because you never grew up in a family that supports autonomy in the work life, or because your teachers or professors at uni are pushing you towards the idea of getting into an agency. Um, there are many reasons. But even if you have started to do freelance work, you might be doubting your abilities at times. You might want to look for easier options to give in to the inner voice saying you cannot work for yourself and sustain this as a business. Maybe you cannot bear the responsibility that comes with all of this. Or you are freelancing on the side but struggle with the idea of switching to full time. Why all these questions? I mean, I know working for yourself sometimes comes with many challenges. It's never going to be easy. Everyone who tells us otherwise must have been born with the silver spoon in their mouth and simply never went through the same struggles. But I can tell you that many of us, either if we are self-employed or not, will have phases to go through where we struggle with the idea of keeping up this job or yeah, that we are unhappy with our situation either for the work we are doing or for the money we are getting out of it. So don't overthink it too much. So if you actually want to do it, try it first because you can make the decision whether it is something you want to do or you don't want to do. Speaking of becoming your own boss, how can you actually achieve quitting your job and becoming more independent? There are obviously different opinions on that. 
Some say you must cut ties with your past life and fully dedicate yourself to the new opportunities. And on the contrary, there are valid points as to not doing that and to build your new business on the side while maintaining a safety net for yourself. And yes, both ideas come with benefits and disadvantages. It is true that you cannot fully dedicate yourself to two careers at the same time, or let's say you cannot maintain this uh, at the same level over a certain period of time. One will always suffer but that actually is something you can account for in your planning. The same goes for making a hard cut. If you have the savings and made a solid plan to follow through, it is absolutely doable. After all, it comes down to planning and you really should make a solid plan if you want to switch careers. The worst approach is to just start something on the side and not have a timeline and goals for your business to reach. Then you will inevitably end up losing opportunities in your new business endeavor as well as your main job will suffer from not working it with the dedication your employer deserves for compensating you. So just don't let other people tell you that you cannot do it. You can with the dedication and an open mind to learning new skills. If you have family and friends trying to talk you out of the idea, ask for them to support you. Tell them about your plans and ask for improvements on these plans instead for them to tell you it cannot be done. If you can convince the naysayers in your life, you are way closer to your goals than you think you are. So use their negativity to practice your pitches and your ideas. Consider everything they say as feedback as to what needs improvement and refinement so that you can benefit from them instead of letting things they say drag you down. So let's stay on the topic of running a business and acquiring skills like bookkeeping, taxes, doing sales and all of that. Because many times I have heard from others, they considered themselves not to be fit for running a business. And I guess everyone who is running a business can agree if I say we are all going through doubts not being fit for business when things do not go as planned for a while and when you then share these struggles with your friends who might not even be running a business they might lead you off the path that might be right for you they might give you advice to look for a stable job at least if you're unlucky they will do that but it is true that Running a business does not come natural to many of us. So don't expect anyone who has not been in your footsteps, has not lived this life of being responsible for yourselves and maybe the people you are employing. Don't let them make decisions for you and don't let them lead you off the path that actually in your heart you feel is right for you. So I myself might have been a little bit spoiled when it comes to these skills of business tasks and 
yeah, bookkeeping and all of that. Because I went to business school for three straight years uh, over the weekends. And I learned about bookkeeping taxes, certain business practices, and it was very helpful to me. And I only can recommend dipping your feet into those fields and to educate yourself on it. Having many friends who run small businesses, I have seen many of them refusing to adopt these essential business skills, which I find is keeping them from growing their business or even maintaining a stable business over a period of time. And I know it's not fun if you're not a numbers person and there are definitely more fun tasks when you are working in a creative field than looking over numbers and making plans. And it's more about the execution. I can understand that that's actually the fun part. But all these other skills, they can be learned like every other skill in your creative field. And the reality is that more than 50% of running a business are these tasks that are not directly related to working in your business, like those creative fields, rather than those dedicated to work on your business. And if you are a one man or one woman show, you will have to do sales as well. Otherwise, you will not have a lot of business, especially in the beginning when you don't have repeat customers and don't get a lot of referrals. But the thought of doing sales, however, makes many of us want to run away and hide from it. Many of us retouchers consider ourselves more the introvert type and the idea of doing sales does not align with what we naturally feel comfortable with. So it requires a lot of effort to talk to people And who would have thought some people actually like doing that and talking to people? Right? But on the flip side, if you are more of the introvert person, there are actually some advantages about going over this. So compared to someone who is very much a salesperson, you can approach this topic differently. You can approach potential customers in a different way because you are maybe more the type that can understand their struggles and talk to them and make them feel comfortable with you that you are the one who's taking care of them and the one that actually knows what they're doing without sounding pushy and over the top or bragging or what whatnot that maybe an outgoing person might be more the type of doing that. So yeah, don't let being an introvert keeping you from doing sales and you will find your way what works for you for some It might be just doing emails, but you can go from there and always try to grow that basically to writing emails and then doing follow up calls or maybe you do online consultations and um, have them get to know you a little bit. So that might be an easier way for you to get customers. So if I were you and you don't feel comfortable with doing sales, I would recommend pushing yourself a little bit. Try something you haven't done before. Try it for a while every few days or every day if you can and see how your approach changes and if you end up being more comfortable with the idea of doing sales. We just talked about doing sales for a business. And by all means, you do not have to become a master salesperson. There are other strategies of acquiring new leads and potentially new customers. You do not have to do direct outreach and cold calling all the time. 
maybe you can get some brand recognition for yourself using a more inbound approach. An inbound means to provide information or to appear for a potential customer to come to you instead of you reaching out to them, which means you deliver information first you create interest first before asking something of a potential client. And there are plenty ways how this can be done. And I won't go over all of these, but maybe content creation is one of them you feel comfortable with and suits the way you want to represent your business. I'm sure you are knowledgeable as you take on paying customers already. Or maybe it is your goal to get to the point that you have customers. You can use either of these positions to create content that eventually can help to raise brand awareness for yourself and to get customers. For example, you can share your transformation from knowledge seeker to becoming a professional or you share knowledge that you have acquired to help potential customers and to convince them that you might be the right fit for them to work with you on future projects. Knowing many retouchers are very comfortable hiding behind their screens, there is a way of putting out helpful content for you too. YouTube is a great channel and video is a great medium, but not all of us are comfortable with this medium. And you don't have to. Maybe it is time for you to start that blog that you have been thinking about for a year or two by now and could not get started with it. What could go wrong, I'm asking you. At least try and see if you can do this, if writing and putting up blog posts is something you can do and maintain over time and if the quality is something that could create interest in what you do. There's also great learning potential in everything new that you try. I myself am not very comfortable doing video at the moment. It is less of a skill thing, so I can do video pretty well and take care of the audio, video quality and edit all of that. That's fine for me, but I'm not feeling very comfortable being in this position in front of the camera. So this discomfort of being judged for my appearance and the restrictions I have in editing compared to voice only or audio only, I'd be facing, they make it more difficult for me. So I create barriers basically for myself that I eventually might have to overcome. But then there's other ways for me to create content like blogging or doing a podcast. Somehow I then, with the help of others, gave like this podcast thing a go. And I must say, I feel much more comfortable using this medium compared to doing video. And I enjoy talking to all of you much more compared to me doing this as a video podcast. But who knows, uh, it might be a logical next step for me to eventually create more videos as well. So. So I always say there is a lot of benefit of trying new things. And for me, that might be the thing. But I also figured that podcasting was not my thing, but now I kind of enjoy doing it. And I already talked about many of us researchers being more of the introvert type. Many of us are very happy to hide behind our screens. But let me ask you this. How do you engage potential customers and how do you get business referrals? Is it online? Is it social media? Then that's probably great. But 
Have you thought about actually being active yourself apart from posting on your online channels? It's something called networking and it is far easier than you might think. You might still think you are not the type to go out and talk to people. To be very honest, I have thought the same about myself. Maybe you just need to find the right people to talk to. I always recommend going to local networking events, business meetups and such. But there are other events more suitable for you if you are not digging the idea of meeting and talking to unknown people. So I'm sure there are local meetups for you to attend easily as well and practice your networking skills. There are photographers meetups you can attend. Uh, you might not be a photographer yourself, but a retoucher. But nevertheless, you're working in the same field and you can easily find people to talk to there about what you like. Start talking about your passion and what interests you, what you love about photography or the field you're working in or the niche and how you got there. I'm sure there is so much to talk about if you just go there. And if you do not just consider such meetups as a necessary thing for your business, don't try selling people on the idea of working with you. Just focus on connecting with people, find similar interests and make friends. And eventually new opportunities will arise out of this situation of you attending these meetups and connecting to people once they got to know you. Another great way of networking is referring other people. And yes, I mean, you are referring others. So I have made it a habit with every person I get to know to connect them with someone who can help them with whatever it is they need help with. But how do you do that? Well, you start by talking to these people that you get to know and to have a real interest in what moves them, what they are inclined to achieve and what they might be struggling with. The more you talk to people, the more people you will eventually get to know. After a while, your loose network will form and you can start referring people to each other. This approach of helping others first has led to successful business relationships for others. And in return, those people will refer you back or in my case will refer me back once they have an opportunity to do so. Most likely they will talk in the highest words possible about you because you are just a great human for showing real interest and being helpful to them and their business. Okay, let's get into another topic here. Let's talk about competing with the whole world or the impression we sometimes have and talk about peer pressure. So speaking of social media, I myself feel a lot of pressure of having to post which I don't necessarily like or I don't have images that I am able to show. And just a few moments ago, I read a post in a Facebook group whether one still should have a dedicated website or if Instagram would be enough as a portfolio. Today, I see social media mostly as something that puts pressure onto me and on many others, it does too. We are inclined to see those few who have a following as someone who we should behave similarly, completely neglecting the reality of it. 
people can be different uh, from their social media presence and all those numbers they're following their virtual popularity can blind you from how successful those people actually are in the real world at the same time we feel like taking those people on as role models thinking if it has worked for them it must work for us too and with that assumption we can't often be further from the truth social media generally just favors a few lucky ones and taking on advice on how to make it often results in a lot of frustrations to those who get this type of advice there are so many more opportunities to grow your business without relying on social media at all and there's also plenty of reason why you should not focus on social media too much one of those reasons is that social media is just a very small part of what happens in the online world and might be very saturated already another reason is that you give up a lot of control when relying on social media or on a certain platform but to be honest all these social media games have a certain half-life like everything marketers used to rely heavily on email back then it worked and in times when the internet was still fresh and everyone was super excited about having one single new email in their inboxes it really worked for them today this has drastically changed and you have only a 20% or even less of a chance for your email to be read if you solely rely on social media you will eventually have the same chance of being seen on social media and on top of that have to buy into their system while you have lost all control about how you deal with potential clients because the platform determines what you can do and what not i therefore always recommend keeping a personal website where you are in control and you own the data and insights you can gather about your visitors and in return this means we should not buy into toxic ideas that come with social media we do not have to post there daily we do not have to be on every platform there is just do whatever you feel comfortable with and what you can maintain with ease there is however nothing wrong with trying new things on finding ways how to acquire customers so that you get insights in what works best for you with the amount of time and the monetary investment you can make now from the pressure of expectations to another topic but still somewhat on the idea of expectations so but let me get more clear on what i mean with this so when i talked about networking earlier i said it is a great way connecting other people too one does that by not having expectations for oneself and more so to serve others i am convinced this generally is a great approach it might be unconventional and not everyone will see it this way but i truly believe there always comes something good out of doing something good to other people while not having any expectations whatsoever to get something back in return i mean people will give back but not everyone 
And I see it this way. Everyone is facing challenges in their lives and is going through different phases, sometimes very tough phases. If I then can help someone who is currently struggling or needs help, then of course I won't expect anything from such a struggling person. He or she might come back with something they can do in the future when life has turned into something better for them and has turned around for them. But on the contrary, contributing to a change in people's lives, which eventually will enable them to be in a position to help others, is more than enough to get back, at least for me. Getting back in this case is just for them to keep me around and have me see these changes they go through. Such experience to me at least, they are priceless. And for that reasons, I do a lot of stuff other people don't do, that other people look down upon, or that people simply label as uncommon behavior. So this podcast, for example, solely exists for me to give back to a community that has not many people giving out information and content without expecting a return on their investment. But hey, if this podcast is actually contributing to your life, please let me know because it means a lot to me that it is helpful to you. So a suggestion I can make for you and your business is to try to do something similar. Do something helpful for someone. Just make sure people don't take advantage of you and your business. So maybe you have time to do a free project every month or maybe every two months. And if so, uh, why not looking for a very young photographer and help this person out? Uh, retouching an editorial series for him or her. Um, I know it is a thing for photographers to use free retouching to their advantage. And that's a problem. I therefore recommend actively looking for people who are talented and are not going into groups or other social media channels looking for retouchers, even less those who are looking to trade a story or whatnot. Look for the silent ones who might be struggling and appreciate your help. I'm not saying other people do not value retouching. Just the reward of helping someone is much greater if you find the silent ones who really might need a helping hand. So now to wrap up this topic and this whole episode, what is it one can actually do when people are getting in your way of doing the right thing? Uh, there would always be people influencing you. That's unavoidable. People will give you advice and such. And not always is this advice mean-spirited, just sometimes it will nurture your already existing doubts that you have to fight off in order to be successful. So what is it you can actually do about these situations and with those people? To not drag this topic out for very long, um, the best advice I can give is you know where you want to be going and you must set the milestones for it. Others can give you feedback, but ultimately it is up to you to evaluate any advice that is given to you, how to take it and if you have any intention whatsoever to implement external suggestions into your plans. The way you are going 
and where you want to end up is mostly unique to yourself and someone who has not walked in the same shoes hardly can guide you on this path. On the flip side, if you know of someone, if you know of a group of people that have already gotten where you want to end up or where you want to be, then maybe these folks are perfect candidates to uh, mentoring you and to guide you. Finding the right people to surround you is crucial. I think we have all heard of that. It is very much about how someone interacts with you and if that is helping your cause or if it doesn't. Nobody needs energy vampires, but uplifting people who understand what you are going through are priceless. So keep them close and keep others at guard that are not the right fit for where you want to go. So this has been it. Episode number 28 is a wrap. I really hope I could provide some information that is helpful to you guys. I would really appreciate if you were to leave a comment on our blog boutiqueretouching.com so every episode has show notes to it. So maybe you can post a comment there and I talk to you in the next episode. See ya.